Hi, pros. Lou Santini here, host of Amateur Nation. My dry bar comedy special, Amateur Nation, is now available. And just like this show, if you're allergic to a lack of common sense in today's world, and you like your comedy delivered with uncompromising, tell it like it is bite, then check out my half-hour comedy special, Amateur Nation. Go to drybarcomedy.com slash Lou S. This is my way of saying thank you to the pros who listen to this show every week. Drybarcomedy.com slash Lou S. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. Warning. The podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word, amateurs. It's Amateur Nation with Lou Santini. He's one of the reasons I want to be a comedian. Oh, I'm touched. We call attention to and call out the amateurs, the people who are doing life wrong, the speed bumps of life, the people that are in your way every day, the unintelligent, obnoxious, attention-whoring, self-entitled drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self-awareness, common sense, manners, or social skills and are disturbing the flow of the pros. Hi, Mom. Did I ever tell you you're a dick? Yes, often. And I'm fine with it. As long as common sense and logic reign supreme. Amateur Nation, it's not just a podcast, it's a movement. Don't tell me that's covered by the First Amendment. Hell yeah, it is. Everything on this podcast is under the beautiful non-communist umbrella of free speech. This is episode 226. This podcast is not an enabler. Fans first, shouts out to Lizzie, May 453, Matt JM, and JL all the way, and Rita Poland, checking out the show on SoundCloud with some great acoustic music tracks, by the way. And shouts out to Ronnie Redmond, Craig Bernie Burns, Sun and Shine, Lev Tess, Jim E. Thomas, Greg Jenis, Chris Wagner, Patriot Alpha, and Glenn Glasgow following me on Instagram. You can do the same, Lou.Santini3. Here is your post of the week from Moody, the red-pilled flipper. And it should be noted that this person is a black woman. I will never put black-owned or woman-owned on any of my work. If you are only purchasing from me because of my circumstances outside of my control, how will I ever know if my product is actually any good? No sympathy sales. Judge me on merit and nothing else. That is not someone who needs an enabler. Here's what's happening at Amateur Nation. Perhaps you had better start from the beginning. Topic number one. You know, I really thought we'd be done with giving the Bud Light debacle any more attention, but the powers that be at Anheuser-Busch have truly shown that they may know about making watery piss, but after over a century of being in business, know zero about what beer drinkers and their customer base is all about and who they are. From Blaze Media, here's your headline. Anheuser-Busch CEO slams misinformation about Dylan Mulvaney controversy as company gives away Bud Light for free. 
The article says Bud Light is now handing out free beer to wholesale distributors amid controversy for partnering with transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney, a decision Anheuser-Busch executives would like to blot out of the company's history. As Bud Light sales continue to spiral downward, now more than 26% since the controversy began, Anheuser-Busch InBev, the parent company of Bud Light, is trying to make amends with wholesale distributors. Their plan includes giving distributors free beer, boosting marketing spending, and rushing production of new advertisements, the Wall Street Journal reported. That's a damn stupid thing to do. Why isn't anyone in the publicity and marketing departments giving this simple, no-cost, easy-to-follow advice to the CEO of Anheuser-Busch? Shut the fuck up! The article says company executives are also trying to get a clear message across the Mulvaney sponsorship was not a formal ad campaign. Anheuser-Busch InBev CEO Michel Ducaris, I think I'm saying his name correctly, said this as he decried misinformation. We need to continue to clarify the facts. No, you need to apologize, beg for forgiveness, and then promise to never do this crap ever again. He said, we need to continue to clarify the facts. That was one can, one post, one influencer, and not a campaign. Oh, okay. See, he, we here in Pro Nation were upset that it was a campaign, not just one man playing pretend on one can. See, that's what we were upset about. Oh, wait, nope. On second thought, we're upset that it was a man playing pretend on one brand of can that was distributed all over the United States to, what, millions of cans and thousands of stores, restaurants, bars, and sports arenas and other locations. And the real message was, accept this, like this, buy this, support this, and celebrate this. We know you like beer, and you imbeciles will drink it no matter what we put in the can because you're dumb, drunken consumers who got vaccinated and wore masks when threatened. I'm sensing a little sarcasm. You know what this is? It's this. I, I only cheated on you the one time. It was once. I don't even love her. And man, if there's ever a word that Pronation loves to hear, it's misinformation. Misinformation, the new craze that's sweeping the nation. Now you can play at home. Honey, there is no other woman. That text you saw me get from her is misinformation. Officer, I wasn't speeding. Your radar gun has displayed misinformation. That baby isn't mine. That pregnancy test is misinformation. I still want to hang out despite that joke. That was a bad joke. Yeah. Okay, first sidebar from Michael Knowles. He said, here is why Bud Light will never truly apologize. Anheuser-Busch is now a Belgian corporation beholden to the more European left-wing pro-EU and pro-World Economic Forum kinds of corporate policies. The World Federation of Advertisers is a huge trade group and includes people like AB InBev, Adidas, BP, CVS, Goldman Sachs, MasterCard, McDonald's, Merck, Nike, Procter & Gamble, and of course, the biggest corporations on earth, Hershey, Disney, Unilever, Walmart, among others. They created a new identity called GARM. GARM is the Global Alliance for Responsible Media. Libs love acronyms and initialism. This is an agreement among the world's largest corporations to democratize what they consider to be harmful content using the big tech platforms to create new standards 
that limit the reach of and demonetize content. Stay with me. And now, a related sidebar. I saw this inane post by Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis. Wow, a reverend and a doctor. She's got spirituality and science locked down. What, no Esquire? No lady front-loaded to your name? Anyway, this nitwit empties this nonsense telling us how our brains work in pronation. She said, you don't hate pronouns. You hate the people who are using them. If that makes you uncomfortable, good, it should. You either respect how people are asking you to know and name them or you don't, but stop pretending it's about language. Uh, no amateur. A, hate? That's your word, not ours. B, we won't play the game of let's foster mental illness and play pretend with often adults. C, we won't waste the time nor energy acknowledging pronouns. D, stop pretending it's about respecting people and seeing people and acknowledging people and accepting people for who they are. It's about getting people to play pretend with others and living in a false reality. If that makes you upset, good. It should. This time slower and with less passion. Never. And as always, pronation piles on. This post from Amber Pollan. She said, it absolutely is about the language. If you control it and change what words even mean, you can use it to manipulate or denigrate people. This post from Donna Bailey. If they can't accuse you of being hateful, then they don't have anything else to bring to the table. And this one from Anne too. Respect is earned. Courtesy is given. And I'm not an enabler. And now this. Topic number two. It's time for This Week in EV Hoax Crap. From the Daily Caller, here's your headline. Massive EV battery packs could exacerbate fatality crisis on U.S. roads, experts warn. Here's the article. Safety experts are increasingly raising concerns that the large weight of electric vehicles could pose serious risks to public safety. EVs can often weigh thousands of pounds greater than comparable gas-powered vehicles, with the 2023 Hummer EV pickup clocking in at 9,000 pounds with its 2,900-pound battery, which weighs more than an entire Honda Civic helping making it roughly 3,000 pounds heavier than the 2023 GMC Sierra. Aging infrastructure, particularly parking garages, may not be ready for the significant deployment of EVs, while the added weight of vehicles may pose a significant threat to pedestrians and car accidents. From 2019 to 2022... Pedestrian deaths surged by 18%, according to the Governor Highway Safety Administration. It says the baseline fatality probability per car crash climbs by 47% for every 1,000 pounds the vehicle weighs, according to a 2011 study by the National Bureau of Economic Research. But relax. Raul Arbelez, if I'm saying his name correctly, who is vice president of the Vehicle Research Center at the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, wrote this. Assuming the new generation of heavy EVs is designed to perform well in our crash tests, 
There is no reason they can't provide good protection to their occupants. In fact, their extra weight will afford them greater protection in a multi-vehicle crash. Here it comes. Unfortunately, given the way these vehicles are currently designed, this increased protection comes at the expense of people in other vehicles. Up this just in. Ford chooses China over America. From the Next News Network, this. Ford will import its new Lincoln Nautilus SUV from China, marking the first time the automaker has sourced a vehicle from China for the American market. The move comes amid backlash over a planned Ford plant in Michigan that involves China's leading electric vehicle battery supplier, Contemporary Amperex Technology. The announcement has prompted experts to call for President Joe Biden to increase tariffs on Chinese-made vehicles to protect American auto workers and industry. Meanwhile, Ford seeks to partner with CATL to build a 3.4 billion electric vehicle battery plant in Marshall, Michigan. CATL's CEO has deep ties to the Chinese Communist Party, raising concerns over the plant's potential national security risks. Jesus! People are gross and chinese What could possibly go wrong? Now this looks like hypocrisy, so amateurs just take a knee, but we need a little democracy, because it feels just like the CCP. My no amateurs tees are half off due to limited supply and sizes. Under 12 bucks. Hi, caramba. You can follow me at Truth Social at Lou Santini3, at Lou.Santini3 on Instagram, and at Lou Santini on Getter. And on YouTube, where every Thursday is Sneak Peek Thursdays. All right, so when we come back, good progress versus bad progress. We're going to have some fun. I'll explain more on topic number three next. Hey pros, Lou Santini here. They're running out and half off. No amateurs, men's and women's t-shirts. Normally $22.95, now just $11.48. The men's tees are a soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in sport royal blue. Displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag set at the top. The women's tees are a lightweight, super soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in royal blue. And are fitted. Displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag. T-shirts just $11.48. Please add $6.95 for shipping and handling for all orders inside the U.S. Spend 50 bucks or more and your shipping is free. Available at lucantini.com slash shop. Be a pro. Say no to amateurs and order your half-off No Amateurs t-shirt today. There's been an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15 plus years. A sense of entitlement. A, a constant, constant need for attention. attention. Ironically coupled with the need to be left alone. A desire to be treated the same as everyone else stupidly combined with the mindset of I'm special so treat me accordingly introducing the book Amateur Nation The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills the second edition inside you'll read the amateur mission statement the 30 truths about amateurs the four stages of being an amateur amateur habitats and history social media plus me 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 equals amateur technology and amateur behavior with dozens of real funny photos weird signs and laugh out loud real-life accounts, and actual conversations vividly showing how us pros are surrounded by Amateur Nation every day. Download the expanded second edition of the ebook Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense, Manners, and Social Skills. The second expanded edition, available now. Be a pro. Go to Amazon. Type Amateur Nation. Topic number three. Hit me! 
Have I mentioned I loathe technology? All right, fine. So I have. Jeez. Again, to be clear, as I say in my book, available on Amazon, I'm fine with technology and progress as long as it A, works, B, genuinely makes my life better or easier somehow, C, is affordable, D, and this is a big one, doesn't track, trace, or complicate my life. I eradicate as much intrusive tech from my life as possible. So I present to you a list of technology and other things, ideas, concepts that were on the right track and then went one progress step too far and ruined it. A great example is in topic number three from last week's episode where I presented a parody of how to watch TV in the modern era asking when did turning on the TV take 12 minutes? Thusly, progressives and their movement. They think change, merely for the sake of change, is progress. And to that, I always say, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Progress has a way of going one invention too far. Here is a list of good progress versus bad progress. Good progress. We'll start real simple. The automobile. I mean, come on. It's one of the most life-changing, society-changing inventions of all time. Bad progress? You know what's coming. EVs. Every other week, uh, sometimes in multiple weeks, I'll be talking about yet another reason why this whole electric car thing is a hoax. It's not thought all the way through. It's incomplete. It's communist. It's bad for the environment. It involves child slave labor. It depends on China, the Congo, and the Middle East, all these countries that we have problems with and have horrible human rights records, not to mention horrible records against uh, destroying the earth with mining. Go back and listen to, I mean, I bet you if you went back and listened to 10 episodes at random, two or three of those, maybe more, will have a topic covering yet another reason why EVs are bad. Good progress. And we're staying with cars right now. Things like power steering and power brakes. Makes driving a lot easier, safer, turns more reliable, braking's better. Okay, bad progress. Hands-free driving, emergency braking, lane departure warning, driver assist parking. You're taking a very heavy vehicle out of the hands of its operator and relying on a computer to do the work. Good progress. The telephone, bringing people together, no-brainer. Better progress, the cordless phone. Remember when we just had landlines and all of a sudden the phone was cordless and you could walk all over the house and you would step into one room too far and you hear this, you know, oh, I got to get closer back to the receiver, but it was still a better idea. Even better, the cell phone. Analog cell phones were great. Then we took it one progress step too far, and here comes smartphones that track you and trace you and are too expensive and listen to your conversations. Good progress. The answering machine. Bad progress. Voicemail. When we just had the landline answering machine, you actually raced home to see if there were any messages on your machine. You couldn't wait to hit that button. Or maybe sometimes you came home like, I hope I don't have a lot of messages. Either way... It was a useful tool because you happen to not be home. The machine will pick it up. It's making your life better. You're not missing an important business call. You're not missing uh, good or bad news that, you, that, that needs attention. But then here comes voicemail. What did that do? It made it so no one picks up when you call them. It just, ah, just let it go to voicemail. You're just screening everything. 
Take away that personal touch that the original phone brought to the table. Good progress. Old school, in your mailbox, junk mail. And you think, well, how is that good progress? Well, you got to realize, you got to think, this is before email and before the internet. And sometimes companies, usually smaller companies, simply didn't have the budgets to advertise on television or in newspapers. You wanted to target your audience. Someone moves into a new home, you hit them with junk mail or all these new things. Get new windows, redecorate, hey, we can do your landscaping. And yeah, a lot of it wound up in the trash, but a lot of it did not. Bad progress. Spam email and spam calls. Yes, you can, of course, delete them, block them, unsubscribe, send them to junk, delete them, empty trash. But what happens? Just the fact that it got to your email, now you're in the system. Now you're getting tracked and traced. And I can't tell you how many times I've unsubscribed, even though I never subscribed to begin with. That's another thing. Uh, blocked them. Reported companies for sending me stuff. Emailed that company back, like, get me off your list doesn't happen. Rarely happens. Good progress. Email. I mean, as long as we got computers, you know, email certainly took the place of faxes for that matter, right? I think some people still might fax here and there. Maybe legally, sometimes you need that printed paper, I guess. Uh, but but email was a good uh, step in uh, the world of progress. Bad progress, instant messaging. A complete time suck. You want to reach me? Instant messenger? Call me text me. Especially when I worked at my old office job, we had instant message uh, applications all throughout the office. It's like, get up out of your chair. Come see me. You also have pager functions on the phone. You could, you could hit a little button. Boop, Lou, can I see you for a second? I'll be right there. There you go. But no, instant message, just excuse to send emojis and jokes and just suck up your time. Good progress. Headphones to listen to music. Right? Before headphones, it was like, all right, can you turn that down? I'm trying to work or you're bothering me or your next door neighbor played music too loud. Bad progress? Earbuds for tumors. Now, I realize the original headphones, the sound wasn't as good. They were heavy. They were bulky. They were tethered to whatever you were listening to. And the new earbuds sound absolutely incredible. But there's a price to pay for that kind of progress. Good progress. Polio, measles, mumps vaccines. Bad progress, COVID vaccines. Good progress, the computer. Bad progress, Bill Gates veering out of his lane and surviving past the year 2000. Okay, kill him. Good progress, modern medicine. Bad progress, giving Dr. Anthony Keebler L. Fauci a medical license. Okay, kill him. Good progress, California. Bad progress. Gavin Newsom. I don't want any of that California bullshit. Good progress. The record player. Right? Before then, you could only see music live. It's the only way you're going to hear it. Right? Record player comes along, and now you have it in your homes. Then comes better progress. The cassette. Then comes even better progress. The CD. Oh, the clarity. And then even better progress. The Walkman portable cassette player. A little bit big, but you could take your music with you. And even better, the portable CD player. Gary Goldman, comedian, has a fantastic bit about uh, how he saw someone uh, at the gym on the treadmill with a CD player, a portable CD player at the gym. Um, 
even better progress, the idea of downloadable music. Bad progress. The monopoly of iTunes. It's a monopoly. How is this legal? Good progress. Desegregation. No brainer. Bad progress. Inclusion, diversity, and affirmative action. That is segregation 2.0. Good progress. The technology and special effects of the original Star Wars trilogy. Bad progress. Every Star Wars movie since. Horse, beaten, dead, buried. Good progress. Sequels. Not all of them are good. Aliens, great sequel. Bad progress. Prequels. Why? I don't care. I, 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 prequels, to me, it's like, you should have made the movie about that then, and then done a sequel. But if you're backtracking to make a prequel, you lost me. No desire, no interest. Tell your story right the first time. Speaking of entertainment, good progress. Silent films, right? That, that was a big step in the right direction. All of a sudden, here comes talkies. Then, movie theaters. Even better progress? Cable. Now I don't have to go to a movie theater if I don't want to. Better progress. VHS. Oh, I remember my parents got a, a VCR. It was a top load. We couldn't even afford the front load. It was like $800 and had a remote that had a wire with it that ran from the v, uh, VCR to my dad's recliner, which my dog would walk by and start gnawing on, right? Even better progress. DVDs. Less space on your shelf. Better clarity. Even better progress. It was right around they kind of coincided. Going to the store to rent movies. Now you can cram 10 people in your living room, spend $2 to rent a movie. Cheap night out. Not to mention the fun, the excitement of driving to the video store. Wonder what they're going to have. I want to check out their new releases. I hope they have the, the movie that I really want. Right? Sometimes you would buy the popcorn or the candy right then and there. Even though it was more expensive, it was kind of like the real movie-going experience. Then taking it home and popping it in, like, I'm watching this movie, and a movie that maybe you saw a long time ago that you want to see again. You have that chance now. That's good progress. Even better progress, streaming instantly. Bad progress. Having to pay for individual streaming services and channels. Everyone used to complain about their cable bill. That was $25 a month. Oh my God, I would kill for $25 a month to be able to watch all the movies and TV shows that I watch regularly, which is not a lot. Good progress. MapQuest. Remember MapQuest? You'd go online, get directions someplace, print them up, put that piece of paper in the front seat of your car, glance at it every now and then, hoping that it was accurate. Usually it was. Every now and then it wasn't. Bad progress. GPS, tracking your every single move. It's way better in helping you find directions, but there's a price to pay for that bad progress. Good progress. Helmets for motorcycle riders. No brainer. I mean, it's, I've been in a motorcycle accident or two, and I'm glad I was wearing my helmet. Bad progress. Helmets for kids on pedal bikes. And worse, for adults on pedal bikes and segways. Pussy. Girl. Good progress. Acceptance and tolerance of other people's sexual preferences and lifestyles. No brainer. Bad progress. Giving people with alternative lifestyles preferential treatment and being forced to celebrate their every move. Good progress. 
Women's Pro Sports. Bad progress. Trans men in women's pro sports. Scratch that. Trans men in any level of women's sports. Good progress. Voting in person. One man, one vote. One person, one vote. Bad progress. Mail-in ballots. How'd that work out for us? Good progress. A more broad variety of news sources. Right? Back in the day, CBS, NBC, ABC. And then later on, Fox. And whatever your local newspaper provided. Bad progress? Way more sources, but having 95% of the news controlled by the government. Good progress. Recycling. Yeah. I mean, come on. We only have so much space on this earth for all the garbage. More people are being born. Bad progress. The Green New Deal. (laughs) Crippling America. Not backed by any kind of science. Hasn't been proven to work. And it also pushes an agenda about, oh, the ice age is coming. The oceans are rising. California is going to be underwater. I've been saying that for hundreds of years. None of that shit's ever happened. Good progress. Tolerance and acceptance of people's right to be happy. Bad progress. Going woke. Good progress. Women's lib. Bad progress. Men pretending to be women. If you've got one you'd like to add to this uh, list, feel free to email me, lou at lousantini.com. If I use it next week or in an upcoming show, I'll happily send you a No Amateurs t-shirt. Okay, let's do some a la carte eating, shall we? When did the world become anti-hand? When did using your hands become awful? I see a commercial for Cadillac showcasing hands-free driving. Skechers has slip-ins so you don't have to bend over and tie shoes. People don't even type questions into computers anymore. It's, hey Siri, is holding the steering wheel kicking your ass? You can't steer with your elbows on the armrest? You have no business driving. The other day I was watching a movie that had kidnappers blackmailing some rich guy and the bad guy made the wealthy guy, quote, transfer $100 million into an offshore account. And then hands him an iPad or something and literally one keystroke and the transfer is made. Really? The bad guy couldn't have done that? Where's the login? No password? Where's the two-step identification? Where, where's the text with the secret code that only lasts five minutes? I log on to my bank to get some quality crying in, and it's 18 steps for verification, including Satan's crowning achievement, CAPTCHA. But this guy transports the gross national product of Chile with one click, and I call bullshit. Well, there's no reason to make a federal case out of it. I'm just saying. Up, oh, this just in. Colbert, Kimmel, Fallon, late night shows immediately halt due to screenwriter strike. Amateur nation befuddled on how to think. Did you ever notice that amateurs who complain about racism, toxic masculinity, or white privilege have, as their only arguments, either events that happened long before any current living person was born, or they can't back it up with any specific instances where those bad things happened to them specifically. Just generalities while they throw around vagaries and nothing words like systemic and prevalent and pervades our society. It's never, I lost my job because I'm black. 
or I couldn't get a car loan because I'm trans, or I was beat out of a promotion to a less qualified white man. If anything, these amateurs have been getting preferential treatment, most notably in the White House. And how's that working out, Sam Brinton? Kamala Harris, Katanji, even I don't know what I am, Brown Jackson. Trust me, they're amateurs. Regarding drag queen story hours, what is the need to combine the two? Drag queens and drag shows with story hours, story time with children. Drag queens and drag shows? Okay, go nuts. Story hour? Great for kids. Why the need, the fight, to combine them? What could possibly go wrong? You saw your uncle's nipples. Why combine them? Easy answer. It targets children. Why no drag queen grocery stores, drag queen shows in regular bars, or drag queen insurance seminars? Easy answer. No kids there. There's a lot of sick people out there. Why not mud wrestling story hours? Brother of Super Bowl winning Kansas City Chief quarterback Patrick Mahomes, Jackson Mahomes, was arrested and charged with aggravated sexual battery and misdemeanor battery when he shoved a 19-year-old male waiter and tried to kiss the 40-year-old female owner of the restaurant. Haven't black people been through enough? Well, it's all my fault. This damn whiteness and white supremacy, to whom and where do I send my reparations check? Every week, sometimes it's a struggle, sometimes it's easier, but every week I find three things that are done right. These are three pro things. Number one, the book that this podcast is based on, Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense, Manners, and Social Skills. I know you hear an ad for my book every week. If you're a regular listener, I'm very proud of that book. My other two books, 100 Weird Conversations with Mom and its sequel, Another 101 Weird Conversations with Mom are passion projects, poems to my mother, a way of honoring and commemorating our relationship and life together. Amateur Nation was something that I pounced on. I'd like you to listen very carefully to the timeline that I'm about to present to you in terms of how this book came about. I started seeing the writing on the wall long before the mainstream media started covering it as of 2020. I didn't predict anything, nor do I have the resources or skill set of major network news anchors in terms of reporting. I merely took finger to keyboard to record what I had been seeing going on around me in day-to-day life, in my findings with the general public when I lived in Southern California. Not what was on the news. And I found it appalling. That's exactly the right word. Something that is appalling something that is a pervasive occurrence daily that is appalling for an ongoing, indefinite amount of time is something that was bookworthy to me. I released the original version of Amateur Nation in July of 2018. I began drafting the first edition in late 2016. Funny how I noticed the obnoxious, self-centered victim behavior right when Trump was elected. I never connected the two. But as I say in the commercial for my book, there's been an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15 plus years. And prior to 2016, when I started writing this book, it was 2001, the year of the 9-11 attacks. In hindsight, I now see that that's when America began losing its way 
Nostradamus, I'm not. But you cannot deny the lineage of that coincidence when I started noticing the decline of common sense manners and social skills in my day-to-day life, which after 15 years made me write a book about it. Now, you hear the commercial on this show, but if you'll indulge me, I'd like to quote the book description that's found on Amazon that shines more light on the book. It says this, The trained, hilarious eyes and ears of comedian and author Lou Santini have noticed an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15-plus years. A sense of entitlement, boorish, rude, obnoxious behavior, a constant need for attention ironically coupled with a need to be left alone, a desire to be treated the same as everyone else, stupidly combined with the mindset of, I'm special, so treat me accordingly, a lack of manners, poise, decorum, and simple common sense. These are symptoms of amateur behavior, and it's permeating society in all ages, sexes, and cultures. As Amateur Nation warns at the outset, the book you're about to read is based on true events. It contains detailed accounts that chronicle the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and more special than the rest of us. In other words, amateurs. I know you hear that uh, voice of God, Chuck Matthews, say that at the beginning of each episode, and I didn't list all those adjectives uh, and nouns just to be funny. There's a world of difference between someone who is self-entitled and someone who is a victim type. There's a world of difference between someone who's a nimrod and a douche. These are, these are real people that are chronicled in real dialogue from real experiences that I have had in my book. The description continues saying, Packed with tongue-in-cheek humor, as well as sad but true commentary on human public behavior, Amateur Nation is a wake-up call for anyone who is doing life wrong and is disturbing the flow of the pros. The pros being people who know how to act. In public. Inside, you'll read the definition of being an amateur and why it's rarely capitalized in this book. The amateur mission statement You might be an amateur if the four stages of being an amateur, amateur habitats and history, the cause of the rise of amateur nation, a brief, somewhat serious theory, and of course, Dozens of real funny photos, odd ads, weird signs, and hilarious real-life accounts, and actual conversations overheard and or experienced by author, me, Lou Santini, as well as from contributors that vividly illustrate how we all are surrounded and subjected to amateur behavior daily. Also, you can better develop your senses and defenses to protect yourself from and watch out for amateurs, thereby maintaining your pro status. Go pro. Download Amateur Nation today. It's only $8.99. I don't even care if you pay for it and use the Kindle Unlimited package and get it for free. Just give it a read and by all means, leave a review. I've not met anyone who didn't laugh out loud and do some thinking and reflecting after reading it. Take a flight. Download the book and you're probably done before you you land if you got two to three hours. More often every day, 
there's talk about starting a real we the people third political party to get rid of the other two and really clean house. After all, according to Unusual Whales on Instagram, a very credible financial news source, 49% of Americans now call themselves independents. This new unity party that is quite vocal and attracting attention hopes to, quote, not blend the two parties, but what sounds like, in my opinion, if I were a, of power to name their party or rename it, become the Common Sense Party, which, frankly, I think is a better name. It says everything. There's no vagaries there. What is a Republican? What's a Democrat? A moderate? Common Sense cuts through the crap. Plus, it sounds like a throwback to a time of the birth of the greatest nation of all time, America. Anyway, it is this unity party, this common sense party that is amateur nation. I believe we, pro-nation, the people who are doing life right, are and, and are polar opposites of amateurs, are very real. As real as the amateurs I deride weekly on this show. Thus, the book. You'll enjoy it. Number two. I love when people stand up to bullies. Case in point from the Daily Wire, but found everywhere. Local Hoosier representative changes his identity to woman of color. Liberal outrage ensues. Here's the article. Ryan Webb, a white local Indiana GOP council man, recently announced to his constituents in Delaware County, Indiana, that he now identifies as a woman of color, making him the first lesbian councilwoman ever elected to the council. Webb wrote to his Facebook page saying, After much consideration, I have decided to come out and finally feel comfortable announcing my true authentic self. It is with great relief that I announce to everyone that I identify as a woman, and not just any woman, but as a woman of color as well. I guess that would make me gay slash lesbian as well since I'm attracted to women. Webb, the Muncie, Indiana native, noted that he would retain using he, him pronouns and might wind up changing his mind someday. He said, to avoid confusion, everyone can continue to address me as Ryan or as Councilman Webb. I will also retain my preferred pronouns of he, him. However, this will in no way diminish my true identity as a woman of color. I'm excited to be a vocal partner of the LGBTQIAPC++ movement. Who knows just how far we can take things, but I'm just glad that this is now possible so anyone can be anything or anyone they want. God bless America. (laughs) Oh, he's serious. And, of course, that won't sit with Amateur Nation. Charlize Jameson, a transgender female, told the council recently, if he were serious, I'd sing his praises. But instead, I know better. We all do. I know better because of his history of making hateful anti-trans statements on social media and disrespecting one's pronouns. He has purposely and intentionally misgendered me, ridiculing my own gender identity. That is not something transgender people do to one another. At a recent council meeting, Webb continued to put the radical gender ideology on blast in a deadpan fashion. This is my favorite part. He said, To clarify, I never claimed to be trans anything. I simply expressed my own gender identity. I'm being dead serious. This isn't a joke. I said what I said. I don't know what to tell you. You don't get to question me. You do not get to require proof from me. You were part of the movement that helped establish these rules and set the bar, okay? You don't get to come later when someone else joins the club that you don't want in. You don't get to question how I identify. 
Number three. Well, when it comes to the trans crap fest, many adults don't get it. But did you know there are only two genders? It's true. I looked it up. Here is Liam Morrison, a Massachusetts 12-year-old, speaking to Middleborough School, uh, the Middleborough School Committee after being sent home for wearing a T-shirt stating that there were only two genders. Go ahead and play the clip. On that Tuesday morning, I was taken out of gym class to sit down with two adults for what turned out to be a very uncomfortable talk. I was told that people were complaining about the words on my shirt, that my shirt was making some students feel unsafe. What did my shirt say? Five simple words. There are only two genders. I was told that I would need to remove my shirt before I could return to class. When I nicely told them that I didn't want to do that, they called my father. My dad supported him. My decisions came to pick me up. I have been told that my shirt was targeting a protected class. Who is this protected class? Are their feelings more important than my rights? Even at 12 years old, I have my own political opinions, and I have a right to express those opinions. This right is called the First Amendment to the Constitution. My hope in being here tonight is to bring the school committee's attention to this issue. I hope that you will speak up for the rest of us so we can express ourselves without being pulled out of class. He also said, I don't complain when I see pride flags and diversity posters hung throughout the school. Do you know why? Because others have a right to their beliefs just as I do. Why do the rules apply to one yet not another? Morrison asked, I feel like these adults were telling me that it wasn't okay for me to have an opposing view. Sounds like this kid would be a perfect candidate for the Common Sense Party. Subscribe to at Lou Santini on YouTube or follow me on Facebook at Lou Santini Entertainment. No amateur's tea if you contribute to the show. Lou at LouSantini.com. And don't forget my Dry Bar Comedy special is also called Amateur Nation. You can find it at drybarcomedy.com slash L-O-U-S. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. Go pro. Don't be an amateur. For Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini, and this has been a big, major production. You saw your uncle's nipples.